1: Welcome in everybody to another episode of Believe in Florida Gators, your home for everything Florida football, recruiting, basketball, you name it, all things Gators all the time. I'm your host, Zach Goodall. You can throw me a follow on Twitter at Zach underscore Goodall, as well as my co-host Demetrius Harvey. You can find him at Demetrius82. And you guys can find all of our written work over at allgators.com, part of Fan Nation Sports Illustrated. Same type of deal. We're bringing you daily Gators content over there, thorough, uh, accurate, I'd like to think, analysis, uh, breaking down this team, even in this uh, in this slow period, that is the summer. Um, it's an agonizing one, that's for sure. If you've been on Gators Twitter this past week, um, we need the season to get here very badly, as well as uh, some dominoes to start falling in recruiting, which is primarily what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but before we get into it, first, let me introduce my co-host again, Demetrius. Say what's up to the people
0: what's up everyone um yeah like zach said you know you can hopefully check us out at all, allgators.com obviously we're not really able to provide you know a, a crazy amount of coverage but i feel like we do an adequate job of like breaking down everything that actually does go on and then some other stuff that is pretty useful for the future and then to get you a little bit excited for the season that's coming up we really want the season to start i think uh, Everyone is excited and everyone is anxious to get it going. That's the one thing about football. It's like there's, it it seems like it's a, you know, 365 sort of event where it just takes place all year round. But really, there are some lulls and we're just in it right now and um, we're just trying to get through it just like you guys. So hopefully, you know, this podcast and things of that nature will help you get through it.
1: Yeah. We know you guys are really struggling right now um, with the news that quarterback Jaden Rashada, um, Florida's top quarterback target right now, probably their top target overall. Uh, He was supposed to commit on the day, you guys will first hear this, on Saturday, June 18th, but on Thursday, he pushed everything back. Uh, We were able to report it before he officially announced that he was pushing it back a week. Um, Sports Illustrated John Garcia had some extra scoop there on the schools that seemed to be among his trimmed down finalists, which he then confirmed. We will talk about that more as well as a, a Florida target that has committed elsewhere, cornerback AJ Harris going to Georgia. We'll share what we know about that once we get into things, as well as the upcoming weekend of official visits, third, uh, Florida's third OV weekend so far this summer. It's another big list of uh, talented prospects, and we're excited to break it down. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsors uh, over at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's Stanley Cup Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even um, next season's early NFL futures over at BetOnline. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Believe—that's that's B-L-E-A-V, to get the bonus and start in on the action. Again, that is B-L-E-A-V. A V bet online where the game starts, Demetrius. Let's get into the game. That is Florida, the recruiting. Uh, I heads are rolling on the timeline just because Rashada pushed everything back, and I understand Florida certainly seemed like you know, I don't want to say the leader, he's not called them the leader whatsoever, but. Mm -hmm. the the hype was in the Gators favor over the past week, since he came and did that official visit. Um, He had obviously gone to Texas A&M LSU and Florida back to back to back, Wrapped things up, went out to um, to Las Vegas for a seven on seven tournament. We had an interview with him where he, you know, he loves the situation in Florida. He loves coach Napier thinks that there is a definitely a path to early playing time for him, considering Florida's quarterback situation uh, with the unknowns that are behind Anthony Richardson And then this happens in Florida fans thinking they're two days away from getting their marquee quarterback to start off Billy Napier's bump class, as it's called. Uh, Suddenly now people aren't too sure. Now there's a concern that Florida may not have the final official visit. Remember Rashada has one left and entering the weekend, he had a top seven of the schools that he has visited. Also Ole Miss got an OV. His brother recently committed there as a Juco transfer. Um, and then there was Oregon, Miami, and California, California being his home state. Um, when he reshaped that list on Thursday, he cut out Oregon and California. Miami was there in Garcia's interview out in Vegas. He did say he's probably not taking any other visits, but if he needs more time, he would push things back And Miami was something of a possibility. It was something he was working on just in case Demetrius. It came true. It happened. You had some time to sit back, read how fans think about it, really get a grasp of how we feel about it. How do you feel about it?
0: Yeah. I mean, this is sort of why I absolutely love recruiting. I think that you know, mm-hmm. things, things change, man. And, and and that's the thing you have to remember about these guys. Obviously they're, they're still, you know, going through high school. They're still making big lifetime decisions. You know, I think, has said multiple times it's his 40 plus year decision, which means that, you know, this is probably a decision that he's going to have to live with and um, carry through for the rest of his life in terms of his career and everything. So it's very important. Um, obviously, him pushing it back does leave you kind of wary in terms of, you know, where does Florida stand now? Because um, if you think about it, it all kind of came together quickly in terms of Florida picking up steam and everybody saying, oh, well, you know, look at Florida, they're probably going to land them. Um, I feel like it developed over the past you know maybe a couple months maybe even a month really where it just sort of took off Um, obviously once he visited and that's what everybody was anticipating and waiting for everyone thought all right well that's it you know all of a sudden now this is his this is the target he's going to go on his seven on seven you know in in Vegas and then he gets back and a week later he's supposed to commit to a school um, with Florida being one of the you know last schools that he visited the last school that he visited actually and then um, that's gonna be on top of his mind. That's gonna be you know at the forefront. everything's going crazy. you know, the momentum's turning in that direction and then boom, you know he um he decides to delay it about i think a week, right? He, I think it's only it's not it's not too long i think the the twenty six so yeah, it's a week you, after it, it's not too it's not too long, but it's enough time, in my opinion for a team to sort of, you know, finagle their way in, get a couple more phone calls, talk to a couple more people, maybe, maybe get them a visit. visit. Yeah. And you were talking about it. You know, Miami was a school where he said probably won't be taking any more visits, but you know, if if it happens, it happens. And I think that you should take their word for it when they say stuff like probably and maybe and things like that, because that means that there's not a certainty. It's not like he came out and said, I'm done, I'm shutting down my recruitment. I'll just be making my decision. Please, no interviews. No, he said, "Eh, probably not. But, you know, who who knows? You you never know. And I guess that that's what we kind of figured out or found out. Now, if he doesn't end up taking the visit, um, I still don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing for him or for anybody else. I think that that just means he took his time to make his decision. But when and if he does make the, the visit, I think that it is something for Gator fans to maybe sort of hold their breath about because, um it's 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 um it's a little different once you get another program in the mix that heavily right at the end. You know, all of that momentum that we saw Florida have with their final visit with Rashada, all of a sudden that new team, Miami or whoever it may be, has that momentum. So um that's something to to, to keep watching. I think that this is uh obviously not a good turn if you're a Gator fan.
1: Yeah, but I I still think Florida's in the best spot here. I mean, you look at the teams that are competing, right? I don't I don't see – I think path to playing time is his most important thing. Although, like, you know, I'll, I'll be real. I think NIL is too. And I'm not going to pretend like oh, I know yeah. what the NIL situation looks like for him right now. Uh, but, but we know what this business has turned into as of late. <laughs> so um, I do know that – I mean, like, it is legal out in California. He's already gotten NIL deals in the state as a high school player, it's on, his on three profile. So it's public information. It looks like he just got a Dodge Hellcat the other day um, through a California dealership. I don't know if that was like given to him, but he was tagged in a picture saying, congrats on your Hellcat by the dealership. So I would assume there is some sort of NIL deal uh, of sorts there for him to have that car. So mm-hmm. it, that's, I'm sure he's got people in his ear or, or at least his dad, a former NFL or at least college player in his ear, you know, trying to guide him in the right direction for the best football opportunity, the best NIL opportunity, the best education opportunity, obviously. And then again, I go back and I look at these contenders and, um, you know, they just brought in a transfer quarterback to start this year. They got Connor Wegman in the class of 22. Seems like they're okay at quarterback for the short and long-term future. Miami Tyler Van Dyke this year. Jake Garcia, even Jacurry Brown is a developmental guy, but Garcia is a class ahead of him. So th- they're short and long-term. Again, set. It's good. LSU, short-term, uh, okay. Jaden Daniels, the Arizona State transfer, is going to come in and compete with some guys to start. But Walker Howard, five-star quarterback this past year. I believe he finished as a five-star, if not a very highly rated four-star. Mm-hmm. They've got a guy. Uh, Jackson Dart and Luke Altmeyer at Ole Miss. Again, like two quarterbacks deep. What do they have at Florida? They have Anthony Richardson and a bunch of unknowns, a transfer that was a third stringer, got the second string bump, but it's not someone Florida's confident in having start. I think everyone's aware of that. No, nothing to hang their hat on in terms of quarterback recruiting after Nick Evers left the class last year and everything that happened. So again, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: we don't know what the NIL opportunity is. Maybe this pushback is for NIL purposes, just because again, we understand that's what the game's like. I don't know if that is what's happening with Rashada, but like, You can't rule that out at this point. But when you consider all of these things, and this is purely hypothetical, I think Florida remains and will remain until the very end to be the best location for him. It just depends on, say it is Miami, and say they Mm -hmm. do get NIL involved, if they blow things out of the water with whatever they're able to offer him, if that's what it ended up coming to. bearing that, uh, unless that were to happen... I'm I'm still at a point right now where I think Florida's in the best spot, but we'll see. It is recruiting, so like I I could be very wrong and possibly change my opinion by tonight. So
0: that's yeah, and 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 that's sort of how recruiting is. I mean, you you have basically minute to minute, hour to hour, whatever you want to say, decisions that are being made by these um, athletes where. Uh, they don't have to sign. It's not like they're signing tomorrow. You know, it's not like signing days tomorrow. They still have to play a full on season, you know, unless they, for whatever reason, forego it. Um, They still have to play a full season of football. They still have to do all these different things. Uh, This isn't something that, you know, all of a sudden the decisions have, has to be made right now. He just wants to have it be made, you know, within the very near future. And you're right. NIL has started sort of dominated. Now, Let's not, you know, pretend like this is something new. It's, it's, you know, whatever. Some of it is definitely new, um, but when when you look at how teams have operated in the past, obviously, um, quote unquote, nil um, was given out, you know, back in the day, even you know a few years ago, last year, whatever you want to say, um, by these. I mean, let's be real. It's the past a bit.
1: Thirty. Let's be real. The past thirty yeah. or forty years.
0: Right. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. I. I just mean like you know it's already been a a, a big deal. It's sure. just a little bit more public now. And 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 I think that that is certainly something that um, recruits, rightfully so, are, are are taking advantage of. And you know, school programs, um, while they say that they're not doing what they're doing, they're 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 doing it. If that makes sense. So um, yeah, you're right. The, the, this could absolutely be something to where hey, you know, we got to take another week figure out what these guys might be offering. Maybe they said, Hey, you know, we, we have something in the works. Let's just, you know, slow it down a little bit before you commit and do all this stuff. Yada, yada. So now he's able to you know delay it a week or however long it is and, and kind of get on with this business. I think that um, you're right though. The, the, the Florida situation at quarterback is absolutely the, in my opinion, the most ideal spot for any quarterback recruit coming in. Um, Maybe not in terms of the weapons as of right now, but in terms of if you're going to be able to get on the field right away, absolutely. I mean, I I just – I can't see a situation where Anthony Richardson has a phenomenal season and then he just stays at Florida. Um, Sure, he might want to uh, get his degree unless he's going to graduate early, which, you know, that would be another reason why he won't stay. But um, just in terms of when you're a quarterback, I feel like that's the one position where you can go – you did amazing one year and now you're out. I think that that's sort of the the you know been the trend I think we've seen that with with several quarterbacks Justin Fields, you know, the, the one and done sort of guys when in terms of they get on the field they start they play they play well and then they leave. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that's a situation where Anthony Richardson could be in and if you're Rashada you're like okay, well that means you want to sit on the bench for you know maybe if it depends on how they want to work it out if they want him to start as a true freshman but maybe you sit on the bench for a few months or something and then start the next year or start right away as a, as a true freshman, it really could be that early for him. So um, if they want to continue enticing him with that, I think that a week gives Florida even more momentum to try to um, contact him, keep recruiting because, you know, don't get it twisted. Florida's not just sitting back and going, Oh, shucks. You know, I guess we'll just let him do his thing. No, they're probably on the phone yeah. with him as well. And, and they're going to be talking to him and being like, Hey, uh, this is what we still have to offer you. This is why you should commit to Florida. This is what we're doing. Blah blah blah, and that'll probably go up to the minute until he actually makes his commitment or he just doesn't answer the phone. So,
1: um, I mean, think <laughs> of it. Think of it like this: mm-hmm. he either takes his final OV now before he does that and he comes to Miami, mm-hmm. and, or he doesn't take a visit and he decides. If he doesn't take a visit and he decides, still most likely Florida, at least in the public opinion and certainly mine. If he takes the OV to Miami, he can make an unofficial to Florida right after before he goes back home. True, you know, He's already across the country on the East Coast. I'm sure Florida would welcome it. They would say, mm-hmm. stop by any day of the week. We will, you know, we'll have you in for another unofficial. And keep right. in mind, a week and a half before his official, he was on an unofficial. So he's very willing to give Florida numerous visits as is. I don't see what would stop him from making a third if he does do the trip to Miami.
0: No, yeah, you're right. He you could just because Miami's only a you know four and a half hour drive if you're going fast. You know, a flight's like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. He uh, he yeah, told yeah, John, yeah, now it,
1: it's it's covered by the school for the official visits at the very least. But I mean, that sure. would be six flights or so when it's all said and done. He told John Garcia in Vegas that in the past week at that time he had taken ten flights. So like, whew, family that's also willing to fly. In Gainesville hey. has an airport, so like. Uh, I, I, I think it's possible if he does do this Miami visit, I still wouldn't completely freak out because there is the possibility that he could stop by here. Now, if he weren't to, Mm -hmm. I would feel a little less, you know, easy, but there's Mm -hmm. that possibility.
0: Absolutely. And I think, I I think you're absolutely right. I think that the, 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 the key difference would be if Florida is still on his mind and he still takes that unofficial, like you were talking about, if, if he has any, thoughts about that or whatever we don't know but if he does do that then absolutely Florida would clearly be in my opinion you would have to look at that and say clearly they are one of the front runners if if not top two because why if you're him you go to Miami and you've already crossed out Florida so to speak so why would you even bother I I wouldn't I I wouldn't waste my time because you're going to go back you can go home and train you sleep in your bed like sure traveling might not be um a big issue for the family Maybe they they like traveling But at the end of the day You do want to go back And, and, and sleep in yeah. your own bed And get back to normal life So if you do take that extra step To go to Florida It just puts it Even more in my book I, I would I would agree with you I would say that Florida Would be the the, the front runner At that time So we're just, just going to have to see
1: Yeah, enough talking about Jaden Murchada This is like the fourth episode Where we <laughs> put off on him I'm sorry <laughs> if you're bored But like obviously This is the story of the summer For Florida football um, Up to the minute it's it's the most important aspect of Florida recruiting under Billy Napier to date. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's got to happen, and it will continue to happen. We'll, um, we'll try and avoid it in our episode this upcoming week because we'll get one in before Rashad is yeah. supposed to make his commitment official. But who knows? We'll probably still talk about it then. Um, with that, let's move on to another guy, another recruit that mm-hmm. um, was definitely considering Florida but has pulled the trigger ended up committing to Florida's biggest rival, the Georgia Bulldogs. That is cornerback AJ Harris out of, um, central high school in Phoenix city, Alabama. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a consensus five-star everywhere. You look, one of the top rated players in this class in general, also, obviously Mm -hmm. a corner can play safety, can play nickel. He's a guy that visited Florida and dude, when he was here back in the spring, it seemed like Florida had something going. He was really liking it. There were, um, I probably got to watch what I say, but people, I mean, fans were excited. The fans thought he might be the first guy they pull into the class and he was a star talent, you know, way to get the things rolling for a new coaching staff is to get that guy in um, had an official visit with Florida supposed to be this month, but he just took his official to Georgia liked it so much that he ended up committing to become a bulldog. Uh, Demetrius, your first reaction to it. I mean, what? How, how much does it sting? Where does Florida go from here? Just give me the rundown.
0: It, it kind of reminds me a little bit, uh, obviously a little different because he committed of of and Humphrey last year. Same sort of situation where you know the momentum was in Florida's favor. Obviously Humphrey at, at one point committed to the program, but then you know backtracked and went to Georgia. Kind of similar with with, with Harris, in my opinion. Um, but I'll say this, and, and 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 I'll give you kudos, Zach, because you mentioned this on the pod maybe four or five episodes ago where we were talking about the cornerback prospects that they're trying to bring in and you were saying, Hey, maybe they don't get a guy like Harris. Maybe they get McLean and then they go after some other guys. I don't think this necessarily hurts them as much as you would maybe um, think about because they have other guys like, like a Denson who's in state and goes to, you know, is, is in Jacksonville, a guy who, of four, uh, of four. let's go. He,
1: Sharif he, Denson.
0: He's, he's, he's rising up the charts in my opinion, and, and from what we've read, and from what we've seen of him, and I think that Florida has a pretty good shot if they would like to land a guy like him, so I don't think that um, losing out on Harris is, is the end-all, be-all. Um, now, if they don't get McClain at that point, then you're sort of looking at that cornerback group, and you're like, well, you know, they have a couple guys that they could offer, um, They have a t- or not offer, but a couple guys they could bring in, but it wouldn't be the same sort of level. Obviously, Tony Mitchell's another guy, but um, there's just you know it, it just depends because uh, if, if if you're the Gators, do you want to um, pigeonhole yourself and and make and make it so that you are going after just these three? You know, obviously Harris, McClain and Mitchell are the top three players that you would go after in the defensive backs group. Or do you want to sort of slow down a little bit and say, okay, well Harris, if you want to go ahead and commit to Georgia, go for it you know, we're, we have these other guys in the pipeline ready to go. We've been making sure that we're sticking, you know, sticking with them and talking with them more and more so that we're not going to just, you know, be caught with our pants down because now all of a sudden we have guys that are ready to step in and fill that void. I think that's the situation where they're in right now. I don't think that this necessarily is something that's dramatically, um, you know, a a detrimental thing that, that happened. I don't think that this is something that you know they're they're kind of crying about like Rashada would be, but um, just I, I think they're still in a pretty solid position. Just because they didn't get Harris doesn't mean anything crazy is going to happen. Um, they're going to keep rolling. Corey Raymond, um, I have full belief in him until he proves otherwise.
1: Yeah, I do too. And and you brought up Mitchell. I view him similarly. Now he is from yeah. Lakeland originally in Florida, so there are some more ties sure. to the state, and obviously a hot spot for Florida recruiting in the past, even up until now. But he is currently in Alabama, so it is kind of you know I view it similarly to Harris. It's that he's an out of state prospect, another consensus five star, and those are your big three, all of them five stars. But if you rank them, like if we go talent by talent by talent, I'm, I think I'm. I mean, I'm very much uh, Cormani McLean number one. Mm. You can probably flip flop Harris and Mitchell for me, but they're both behind McLean, still in that elite tier one, you know, group of talent. Um, but the two guys that are out of state, the best guy of the bunch is in state in, you know, in a spot where at a school now in Lakeland, cause he transferred that Florida has won national championships because they have recruited that school's talent. You know, we saw it in the 06, 08 classes dating back even before then. And up until this day, they still recruit Lakeland and have plenty of Lakeland kids on the roster. Um, uh, Cormani McLean being the best of the bunch in state with that connection, of course, he's going to be priority number one over mm-hmm. these two. You don't want to necessarily. I mean, sure, if you're Texas A and M and you can bring in five stars at numerous positions at the same position all across the board, fine. But Florida's not there. I don't think you necessarily want to put two or three five stars in one room and potentially have a log jam when you want to kind of spread that elite talent across the, across the roster. So, mm-hmm. you, like you mentioned, you know, you you go, you put full steam ahead on Cormani. Which I think they're still in as good of a position as you can be. I still, even though George has kind of entered the mix, I think this is Florida Bama till the very end. And mm-hmm. then you're right, Sharif Denson, a guy they've been after since the last coaching staff for like two years. I think Florida's got a strong chance there. They've pulled they one of his Archam Trail teammates, Trevez Johnson, is on the roster. Mm-hmm. Defensive back. They would both probably play star, and Denson could also play safety or corner. He's versatile. So, like, you've got an ultimate recruiting pitch right there. He's coming to visit later this month and he's staying with Johnson. So it makes sense. Uh, Jakeem yeah. Jackson out of Osceola, the fast riser. He's now like a top 200, 225k consensus anywhere you look. Has um, just blown up in the past month with like seven or eight SEC offers and Florida was one of them. Teammates mm-hmm. with uh, Derek LeBlanc and John Walker, as we've mentioned a couple times. So a, a school that Florida is, Recruiting very, very hard on the defensive side of the ball right now in this cycle in Osceola. You've got options in the state. Kenton Kirkland, another Duval guy out of Reigns that um, I know the staff is high on. Uh, you've got all of these in-state options. As everyone knows, a priority for this staff needs to be putting walls around the state and keeping your guys home. So we, you know, fans are upset about A.J. Harris now, and rightfully so, and they might sure. be upset if Mitchell goes elsewhere. But you mean to tell me on December, whatever the day is, that early signing period is, that you would be upset if Cormonty McLean, Sharif Denson, and Jakeem Jackson all signed with Florida, plus whoever you're getting at safety, because keep in mind those are all three yep. corners, inside, outside corners primarily. Everyone is happy. Everyone is thrilled. You've got a top five, top three, in my opinion, the number one player in the country, and Cormani McLean in your recruiting class for your bump class. Who is A.J. Harris and who is Tony Mitchell at that point? You know, again, like all kudos to them, great players understand why Florida targeted them. But like this until, like you said, if they missed on Cormani, and you could look at it in hindsight, this is not a big deal to me whatsoever.
0: Yeah, I think Cormani is the, you know, the gem of the defensive class for this year's Florida Florida, um, recruiting team. Just in terms of um, if if you look at the the commits and by the end of it, you know, you got a couple, four stars, you got night, you know, maybe one five star guy in the defensive room and then you're missing McLean in that defensive backs room. Then you're, you know, you're, you're, you're not feeling very good, especially if both of them go to Georgia, which would be ridiculous. Um, I think like you said, Alabama makes more sense anyway, because of what Georgia has in the pipeline. I know Alabama has a, has a pipeline as well, but you know, that's just, um, to me, I feel like I will always defer to Alabama almost every time, as long as the um, offer is legitimate from them and the you know the 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 player can actually take that offer. Um, moving forward, though, yeah, if if they are able to get McLean and they're able to get you know the couple of Florida guys, including the Jacksonville kid, like like you were talking about. Plus, if they're able to get you know maybe a couple of interesting safeties, you know they've already um, talked to Jordan uh, Castell. You know, they, they're they obviously – Jonel Aguero,
1: uh, the Aguero, borderline five-star.
0: I, I was about to bring him up. I think he's actually a consensus five-star now. Um, but either way, even if he's borderline, whatever he is, very talented kid and a guy that, you know, is also competing to, you know, potentially go to a team like uh, Georgia or Miami, you know, just teams that are in stay or a, a rival of Florida. And I think that what really stung the Florida base is – This it kind of sucked for them because if you look at it, it was Rashada. I I don't remember what order it was. I think it was Rashada and then Harris or maybe Harris and then Rashada. They just got two double whammies back to back of like um, bad recruiting news. So I understand why maybe some people are being a little, um, you know, down or hyperbolic about why Florida recruiting is just, you know, dreadful right now. And everybody's crying. Um, Like we've always said, I think that come August first is when you can actually look at the recruiting and see how they've actually done. Until then, I think that we're in a pretty good spot in terms of you know us as uh, consumers of you know Florida football, us as you know media fans, whatever you want to say. So um, yeah, I think that for now they're they're fine. Get McLean, get a guy that's you know the diamond of your class at least on the defensive side, and and move forward from there. Until then, uh, I'm not really worried too much.
1: We've said August 1st, and I still think I agree there because mm-hmm. we'll start seeing guys come off the board. And, and besides J.J. Harris and like maybe one or two other guys that weren't in that Tier 1, Tier 2, how oh. many prospects have they missed on? How many prospects have committed elsewhere? Like They're still sitting fine. We say August 1st again because guys will probably start coming off the board, but quite honestly,
0: probably will later. they? Because
1: yeah. NIL, NIL, it's going to go mm-hmm. until the very end. We're going to see late commits we might see more guys lasting until february honestly at this rate with how deals are getting pushed until the very end and increased um at least from what we're you know made aware of publicly in in stuff like that so it it could be a lot more basically what i'm trying to say is yeah august 1st is usually a good feeler but for a bump class Mm -hmm. with the landscape that napier and co just walked into with nil in their first year on the job It may be better to wait to really assess things until at least December, when we get to that early signing period and we see the foundation of the class, you know, start to sign. If they've missed a bunch of guys by then, Mm -hmm. or they still haven't closed on top targets at least by then, then yeah, time to start worrying. (laughs) But no, mm -hmm. oh go ahead, go ahead. No, I I was just gonna say,
0: I was just gonna say, like uh, you're you're right. This this might be a situation where all of a sudden early signing day is no longer what it is, you know, what it is now, which is basically like everybody's turned to early signing day as national signing day, national signing day is kind of late signing day. But now with NIL and with all the things, there's plenty of recruitment still to go. Why not wait a couple months? If you're a kid who's, you know, definitely highly touted, you might just say, no, I'm going to wait a little bit longer, see what NIL deals I can get, wait until the basically the season is over um, for all of these schools and go from there. I think that that would be, um, something interesting to watch. I, mean, I actually never really thought about it until you brought it up. But yeah, NIL could delay all these things. We, we've we already seen kids say, you know, yeah, I want to commit sometime during my senior year, you know, maybe at the end of my senior year, things like that. That's not something that's foreign, but um, seeing all these visits that are taking place during the year, all that kind of stuff. I think absolutely. I, I think, you know, more, maybe more flips happen because of it. There, there's just a lot of unknowns now because of this new era that we're in. And I think that you're right. I think that maybe August 1st is like the early deadline or not deadline, but early kind of glimpse into what they've done so far. But maybe you're what right. the foundation
1: it, maybe, is. It,
0: yeah. I mean, maybe it's not like the end all be all, though, is it, is is where I'm getting at.
1: And also, but this is a, we've gone kind of long and it's a conversation for another day, but the coaching carousel being around Mm -hmm. early signing day and how that messes everything up and coaches hate it, you know, recruits and their family. I I think everyone hates it. Honestly, like, yeah, conversation for another day, but like maybe early signing day is no longer going to be the big thing in the future now because of how all of this is going. And it might be for the best for everyone, but conversation for another day. Let's get into laying the foundation for this class. Maybe... What could help us grade it by August 1st is we've got more visits this weekend, official visits. Florida's got nine of them this weekend coming in. Um, in what's been a very busy month of June. They had two midweeks with Aguero, like you had mentioned. He was at IMG in the past. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned that on here. So that's another thing to keep in mind with this IMG floodgate being opened by Florida. They're finally getting talent from there. He's no longer there now. He's back up. We're in his hometown from Massachusetts, but Played there. Kamari Wilson played alongside him at safety. Just worth noting. He and uh, Francis Maui Goa, also of IMG, offensive tackle, guard, five-star talent, were here during the week. Uh, and then this weekend, we've got wide receiver, commit, Creed Whittemore out of Buholse. A couple of his teammates actually just got offered by Florida this past week. They'll be worth watching. Defensive lineman Gavin Hill, class of 23. Then class of 24, defensive lineman Kendall Jackson. Just guys to keep in mind for the future. Um, then to the rest of this list, eight non-commits will be coming as well. Uh, offensive tackle Monroe Freeling, um, top 60, 70 talent in the class. He unofficially visited in the spring and Florida's really moved up the list there. I, he's an outside state guy. And I know Florida's got a lot of tackle prospects in states. So he may not be number one on their board, but he should be in that two to three range. And if they could pull anyone from out of the state to play tackle here and give him like a surefire starting tackle of the future, blue chip talent. Freeling's a guy to watch. Uh, Defensive lineman Keldrick Falk, uh, I believe he was here in the spring. Uh, I don't know a ton about his recruitment. You're going to have to work with me here, and I'll try and confirm this. But I believe he also just dropped a top schools list somewhat recently. That included Florida, and it was a relatively trimmed down list. It wasn't like a top 10 or anything like that. Uh, Eugene Wilson, wide receiver, he was here, I believe, a couple times during the spring. Florida's kind of always been the favorite for him since – he uh, was first here back in March uh, from Gaither down in Tampa where they have Jordan Young um, on the roster. He's also from Gaither. Just an interesting little connection. Uh, slot receiver certainly a guy to keep an eye on. UCF edge commit Isaiah Nixon out of Lakewood from St. Petersburg. Interestingly, Florida has pulled an edge rusher from there before who turned into a first round pick. Demetrius and I are both very aware of who he is because we covered him in Jacksonville. That being Dante Fowler Jr. Um I'm just mm-hmm. having fun drawing these little connections. It's not necessarily too much substance. Uh, defensive lineman Cameron James out of uh, Olympia, Orlando. I believe he was recently offered and has been a fast riser as of late. Kaden McDonald, defensive lineman out of uh, North Gwinnett in Georgia. Uh, I think he just released a top 10, including Florida, like two days ago. Um, offensive tackle slash guard Tommy Kinsler from Trinity Catholic in Okawa. Um, not sure exactly where things stand in his recruitment as a whole, but we do know he's seen Florida a million times dating back to the last staff, obviously Ocala is the backyard. So they brought a lot of talent here and they've had a lot of talent come out of that school. Uh, and then interior offensive lineman, Sean Tompkins from uh, Newton in Covington, Georgia. Don't know much about him, lower rated kid, but I do know that Florida kept interior offensive lineman, Jalen Farmer out of East side, Covington, Georgia, in the 2022 class, we just wrote about him the other day. He was an interior lineman that, similarly, wasn't that well-known in the summer uh, leading into his senior year. And by the end, Alabama and several other SEC schools were pushing for him. Florida was able to hold on to Farmer's commitment. Maybe they want Tompkins, too, on this offensive line. I'm not too sure. But, Demetrius, that is our um, that is our list for this weekend. A lot of different guys. A lot eye. of talents. Yeah. What do you – what do you think? I mean, I know you're a big fan. we talked about this before we recorded, and we talked last week about it of getting commits at least one on to you know each weekend of official visits to you know let them not necessarily be a tour guide, but Creed Whittemore, you know committed mm-hmm. now since last month, brother plays here, grew up in Gainesville. he can give a lot of these guys you know some pointers that maybe the coaching staff isn't thinking about giving them
0: absolutely you know, like I said about um Nige Harris last week, you know he's a guy that is. Fully bought in, you know, he's, he's a one of those recruits who you're like, oh, man, this guy's trying to bring in other recruits kind of guy, um, a fan favorite already. Um, it, it's really important for these kids, you know, when they do go on their official visits, um, they're going to go with a, a bunch of other guys who aren't committed. And, and you might see that sort of interaction where they're going to say, hey, you know, this is why I committed. This is why I'm here. Look at how they're treating me. You know, I get this. I get that. Boom, boom. Obviously, they're going to be talking to actual current players on the team as well. Um, But I think it does say a little bit when you have somebody who's sort of in your similar position, um, like a Creed Whittemore, who, you know, can come in and say, hey, my brother goes here. I'm trying to go here. There's a reason why our family loves Florida. Um, this isn't just, you know, a legacy thing. This is a real reason, like a real thing for me because I'm fully bought in. I'm fully bought into Napier. I'm even going to be switching positions. You know, he can just say all these different things that can entice players to maybe go there. And I think that, you know, it helps when you have different players from from different areas. You know, you got guys from Florida, you got guys from Alabama, like you mentioned about Freeling. He's from South Carolina. You just have a bunch of different guys who are coming in from different parts of the country to, 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 to visit. And you'll be able to tell them why this is ultimately the place to go. And I think that, um, yeah, bringing in nine guys, it's it's another full house of of visits. I think that it kind of dwindles for a little bit after this, this weekend. Um, Maybe, I think, I think they have another weekend, maybe next week or something like that. Um, But there's, there's just, uh, I feel like this is one of the next major weekends where you're looking at it and saying, hey, they have to be able to, not land anybody, not saying that anybody has to commit, but they have to be able to put in a good impression because this could be some of the guys's either first visit or last visit. You never know. So um, this is incredibly important. I think that you're right. If they can land a guy like Freeling uh, just because he's from out of state doesn't mean that it's not a good place to go. The Gators have um, some uncertainty certainly at the offensive tackle position beyond this year and, and even maybe even go into this year. So – Um, That's definitely a position to watch. And I think that um, they're in a good spot.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, They've used, assuming everyone shows up this weekend, 28 official visits um, up there. I believe the cutoff is 50. I should know this, but I know it's like, you know, it's ever changing, kind of like how the recruiting (laughs) class sizes are currently in the process of changing and whatnot. Uh, But they've got two more scheduled for midweek next week. And then uh, four for the upcoming weekend. Then nothing until October. So that's um, they'll be at thirty-four, I believe, when it's all said and done for the summer, unless they squeeze any more in at the very end of July when this uh, when this dead period ends. But obviously, they want to save some for the games as well. So this is kind of like that last big weekend. And as we've talked about, you know, they want to get some commits out of the month of June. Starting to, you know, kind of fade. Maybe they can put some together at the end there. Maybe they get Rashad and it just, you know, it knocks it's over the so big dominoes and maybe some guys surprise us. Um but with this group, yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure that that June commit pops out of this group. Again, Wilson yeah. you know, Florida is up there. Maybe he is the most likely candidate, but we don't know if if there are other schools that are gonna be pushing for him for a while, or if he'll just, you know, he does this official and wants to shut it down. Otherwise it's guys that might take a while. Uh, Maybe a Kinsler would just because Florida really only seems to be the school or the biggest school pushing for them because they have been for a while. Maybe one of these defensive linemen, but it's just, it's a bunch of unknowns at this point. Um, But I'm like you, you know, I, I then just at least start to look at the marquee guys. You know, Nixon is an interesting one that's committed to UCF. He is the headliner of their class. It would be pretty cool if he went there, in my opinion, mm-hmm. honestly. If we're watching UCF continue to get better with recruiting, become more legitimate, go into the Big 12. That That is huge for Gus Malzahn. And maybe they're able to hold onto him. And we know Florida's not really done a ton of work with edges in this cycle, but he's a guy that is at least a storyline, a guy that's committed elsewhere on campus, like Raylan Wilson last week, who's committed to Georgia, uh, to Michigan, considering Florida and Georgia as well. Um, Freeling, he was offered. We met Brandon and I, Brandon Carroll, who's been on the show a few times, met with him in Atlanta for um for an Under Armour camp at the end of February. And he was saying he had heard from afar that, you know, Florida under Napier, already turning things around two months in. He liked what they were doing and recruiting. He'd heard good things, interested in hearing from them, maybe getting an offer. It was like three days later, dude got offered. <laughs> went down and took a visit a couple weeks later and suddenly said, you know. It's a similar story with a lot of different guys, especially at offensive tackle. We've seen it with Roderick Kearney and Peyton Kirkland, especially Florida was not in the mix at the start of this year for these guys. And now, I mean, I forget Freeling's exact quote, but he said, yeah, like Florida shot up They are in this thing. Next thing you know, in May, he drops a top seven. Um, Florida is included. He's got five official visits and Florida is getting one of them. So really it's probably less than a top seven maybe a top five. I'm not exactly sure what all his officials are, if he scheduled them all, but you know, Florida is in that range of five schools getting official visits. They've really done work here. And he, his interview with us was great. If you look up Monroe Freeling, all Gators on Google, you will be able to find it. I would love to share the link with you guys, but I'm not going to spell out a link on a podcast. His interview was probably one of the most entertaining um, that I've had this entire cycle. He, He loved it here. So I think that, when you're looking at marquee names to pay attention to this weekend, he, he's got to be the first guy you're thinking of.
0: Absolutely, and I think that um, it would say something. And I know we talk about the in-state guys a lot, and that's obviously something that has to be important um, for the rest of time for Florida. But when you look at the out-of-state guys, being able to pull in a guy from South Carolina or wherever they're from, North Carolina, um, even California, they they got a couple of guys. I think that you know speaks volumes as well because that kind of spreads out where you're able to recruit. You know, if you think of how these guys establish relationships, it's not just with a guy like Freeling. It's going to be with that entire Oceanside High School now. You know, it's going to be with you know that part of South Carolina. It's not only going to be recruiting just him. It's going to be recruiting that entire district. So I think that that's something to 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 key in on when you think about recruiting in general. And, and, and yeah, you're right. I think that, um, I read that interview and it, it, it was fantastic. It's just, it. sometimes when you read these interviews, you're like, okay, they're saying the same stuff. It's kind of, you know, cookie cutter, or whatever. Cool. They're interested. We're interested. It is what it is. But when you look at how they, how Freeling breaks it down and just talks highly about it, you know, you were talking about how he talked about Napier already changing things. It just feels a little different. So, um, I think that's going to be great. I'm sure, um, I'm sure that interview is going to come out re- really good this weekend, and I'm sure other guys are going to have good interviews. Like you said, I don't think that there's necessarily a guy that's going to commit. Um, it'll be cool to see a guy like Nixon flip from UCF, but like you said, it's also cool to see him go to a team like UCF and sort of uh, get the ball rolling for that program. I'm, I know that Florida fans have, have no um, actual – contention with UCF at all and I'm sure that they're very happy for them as well so oh um, yeah just no, there' so <laughs> moving forward just moving forward I think that you're right I think this is going to be a fun weekend it's the last huge weekend that we know on the radar um, there could be other things that happen and um, just get started get ready for this dead period to be over please in the next month and a half
1: yeah' I'm, uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it as you are uh, if you want to find those interviews from this weekend as well as the past two, you can find him over at allgators.com. Hit our recruiting section. We've obviously got non-interview stories coming in, um, like everything Jade and Rashada that we've talked about, among other things, among top schools lists and whatnot. But uh, we crank out interviews with just with every guy we get, which it happens, you know, it's usually 70 to 80% of these official visitors once they're here on campus in Gainesville. We're looking forward, I'm looking forward, to sitting out in the heat for five to six hours waiting on them this weekend. Uh, I know Demetrius will be... Having a lot of fun in the AC getting ready for me to send him that audio. But but yeah, go over there and check it out uh, if you want that content. We'll recap it next week on the pod as well. I think that does it for us today. Demetrius, do you have any, um, any parting shots, any final notes that you want to share with the crowd?
0: No, I think that's it. I think we did a pretty good job. A little bit longer episode. We're going to try to keep these a little shorter moving forward, but obviously there was a lot to talk about because of Rashada Harris and things like that. But I appreciate you guys listening. If you made it this far, you're a real fan, make sure to uh, give us reviews and all that kind of
1: stuff that Zach's about to tell you about. Yeah, if you're a real fan, you leave five stars only. But in all fairness, along with that five star, if you have complaints – if we have you know any, anything you want to share with us positively, let us know what we're doing a good or bad job with. Make sure to leave a review and the rating on you know, iTunes, Spotify, really anywhere you listen to this podcast. Uh, let us know what we're doing. Again, re- you can reach out to us on Twitter, myself at Zach underscore Goodall and Demetrius at Demetrius eighty two. And don't forget to go and check out Bet Online once again. The uh, the promo code for a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit is B-L-E-A-V, all one word, believe. This is Believe in Florida Gators. We will catch you guys next time.